It's March 6, I didn't press record. I'm just kidding. March 6, 2016. I'm Ryan. I'm Sandy. And I'm Yannick. And you're listening to Pixels Weekly. Let's start the show with some hodgepodge. What do we what do we have this week? I have a big hodgepodge this week. Um, so Sony released a blog post about the, their new update, the 3.5 software update of the PS4. Um, the first thing they're adding is a friend online notification. So with this update, you can, um, as we've added the option, as they have, as they have added, um, the option to to notify the members when your friends get online. It sounds obvious, but he was in prison on PS4. Um, really? You can appear offline. Doesn't yeah. it tell me? It it tells me like there's a lot of things. It tells me that somebody joined a group though, right? Which I hate. But yeah, that's you can turn that off. I did. Yeah, like that's the most annoying thing and the most useless thing. I'll try not to do that because oh. I have a lot of hate to go around this episode. So <laughs> I'm, I'm an angry like, boy. Uh, the second feature is to be able to appear offline. Uh, so that's not something I would want to use, but for someone that doesn't really want to be bothered by friends and, for example, has friends around, you know, in like physically actually have real friends physically. Well, Yannick, this that? is actually a great feature <laughs> for all three like of so us great. because, um, as we know, we have probably approximately 10 million listeners or so. I think it's 10, 10 or 12. Yeah, close to that. The last count said 11 million, but, you know, it, there is always fluctuation, yeah. So many people. We can, we mm-hmm. can play our games. We're Insta-famous. <laughs> <laughs> we just became so cocky in, like, two episodes. And it's true, though. Like Real quick. There's, the, confidence, the confidence. There's certain times that I don't want people to know I'm online. I, I just want to play my game. Don't. I it's just true. want to play Flower or Journey. Don't now bother me. Quote unquote, work from home in peace. <laughs> Kinda. Yeah, you don't have your work buddies that are craving to wait for 6 or 7 p.m. Come back online and they see you online already at 4. You're like, what the hell? You're supposed to WFH. <laughs> so that's pretty much the don't get fired feature. Uh, now it's easier to organize a game session, they say. Uh, they've added the possibility to schedule a future gameplay session with your friends on the system. Um, when the event starts, users who registered for the event will automatically be added to a party so you can start playing oh, right away. Neat. And I'm assuming this is going to be not just your friends list, but like the community. They added the communities in 3.0 update and they want the uh, users to connect more. And so, yeah, to big- piggyback on that and jump to the last feature that PlayStation is adding to the PS4 software is that you will be able to, they will release software on PC and Mac to uh, bring PS4 remote play on those uh, on PC and Mac. Um, the feature, they say, is not going to be av- available in the beta, but you can look forward to it soon, they say. And the main the main reason of that feature is really to have people that travel a lot to be still able to play on PC or Mac when they're away traveling or, you know, 
doing like traveling around. Can you imagine um, if maybe that there's a scenario of which we I can now maybe stream a PlayStation 4 game to my Mac and play it with an Xbox controller and then my brain explodes all over my monitor and keyboard. <laughs> yep. And it and you have brain parts all over your screen mm-hmm. and yeah. Definitely. And then the Xbox One, um, Phil Spencer came out with an interview. Um, he talked about the future hardware innovation, quote unquote, for the console. Um, sim- and he wants it to be like the, the way PC evolves. So PC are pretty much a, um, you know, an assemble of multiple parts, the graphic card, the processor, the memory. I guess everybody knows that already. Um, and the Xbox One is a fixed hardware that right it's it's an appliance you turn on you play out of the box you cannot upgrade it you cannot open it and change the parts to you're pretty much stuck with that generation for six and seven years and then eventually with the new general generation of consoles you do a big jump that brings you ahead but then eventually you'll you'll stay at that point where pc is still going to evolve and we see today that we talked about it last last um, weekend on the show that um, PC is just way ahead in terms of graphics and performances and experience overall. The uh, Phil Spencer said that in the future we would have innovation that would let you upgrade your Xbox, buy new parts, and uh, it brings me a lot of hope but also a lot of concern. I'm wondering how much is a console is gonna cost you because what's good out out of it is that you pay you five hundred dollars. And uh, I get this box and I get this playable machine that I plug and play. And I I wonder how accessible is it? it's going to be over time if we get into that model for... Not everybody knows how to unmount and mount a PC and add new parts to it. The emphasis is on the fact that you can carry your five-year-old game to, you know, and still play it I would love five that. years, ten years after its release. And that's, that's something cool. Like, if I can still have my Xbox original Master Chief Collection Halo game that I can still play today, uh, I would definitely um, I would definitely still hop back on it sometimes. I think that's definitely the big thing, especially when we're moving away from physical media and we're going more into digital media. For the most part, I really don't want to buy a CD for a game i don't want to play a blue don't want to pay for a blu-ray i don't want to pay for any of that i want the game i want it on the system i want to play it that way and i feel with this it gives you maybe a combination of both maybe i i can modify my my new xbox to play the game it's kind of like a pc would because sometimes the controller is so much better to play with when than a keyboard and a mouse and it's sometimes nice to play in front of a TV instead of playing in front of a monitor. So I can see the benefit in upgrading your hardware that way. And I also think, in the same similar fashion that Ryan was saying, this would allow you to play backwards compatible games. I can spend all this money on my games and not worry about losing them because I can carry them over to the next system and it's tied to my account for life. So I can play that game as much as I want until I die, because then everything mm-hmm. goes with me. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if <laughs> until you're dead. Until you're dead. Until you 
done. And then you give it to your kid, and, he's <laughs> and then he away. dies. Because he's, so, he's so no, old. that <laughs> that password and username goes with me everywhere. No, I was gonna say yeah. People once you die, they'll be like, "What was mom's password?" Ugh, I can't play any of my games. Yeah, no, it all goes with me. Yeah. If they can mm-hmm. come out with something that is say faster. And better than a PlayStation 4, or quote-unquote better. That's totally subjective. But I guess I mean runs games at 10... Oh, God. <laughs> I have to say it. 1080p, 60 frames a second. Say it again. Games don't know about 1080p. Crystal clear. 60 frames a second. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> We have to end every episode with at least saying 1080p. That's, that's what we. And, and, and some goal. backstory on that because we didn't explain it last time. We just kind of played the sound clip, and that's no, my we fault. Didn't. And uh, we got bad feedback, so we're like, "We, you guys are jerks." I don't know, that's, that's so cheesy. What is 1080p? That, that's exactly us. That's us uh, to a I T. I think it's just so silly because 1080p 60. Yeah, it, it's just like something that video game players argue about, and they're so obsessed with hitting this particular resolution. Or now it's 4K, which is another resolution term uh, for yeah. higher resolution and, and 60 frames a second which is supposed to be very smooth uh, very smooth gameplay and there are games that are 60 frames a second and I can tell the difference but it's not that important to me but uh, so whenever we say 1080 60 we're going to play the bro gamer sound noobs don't know about 1080 crystal clear 60 frames a second device. I'm losing my mind <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of like a nerdy way for us to say, this is 10 out of 10. Neato. 1080 60. 1080p 60. Zero MS. 44 hertz screen. <laughs> you know, the more you add, the better the better it gets. Whatever you're talking about. All right, what else do we have for HodgePodge? Sandy. We've got Nintendo Direct. Oh, we're so excited. This one was longer than six oh minutes. Oh, my God. Yay. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Because the other one was really cheap. Like the, I felt like the announcement video was longer than the event itself for yeah. Pokemon. But no, this this one was longer. Sandy, this is both of our hodgepodge. Yeah, this, this is, is both a... of our hodgepodge. Because I'm, <laughs> you you go first though. I'll, I'm so mad, everybody. Two sides oh, yeah. of the same coin. Get oh, ready. This is pretty much Nintendo just announcing the games they have lined up for the rest of 2016, beginning of 2017, and. This made me kind of happy, <laughs> but it did not make Ryan happy at all. I just remember the the pings on my phone going, "Oh my god, Nintendo!" And I'm like, "Wait, I gotta watch it. I gotta, I gotta understand what's going on." But I'm really excited. I'm irate. And I'm excited. There's a new Kirby game on the 3DS that's coming with Amiibos. There's a Pokemon tournament game, and you know uh-huh. I love my fighting games. This is yeah. Tekken meets Pokemon. <laughs> There's like Ryan seething in the background. Uh, what else I'm do just, they have there? <laughs> they just keep going. I'm gonna keep making little new, side comments. The new Star, <laughs> the new Star Fox game. There's also the I Star Fox sick. Guard game. So <laughs> new Paper Mario for the Wii Star U. Fox. Color Splash. That's gonna that's gonna oh. be really cute. It looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> so I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play because I'm not I'm not the Nintendo fan here, and I, I we can already hear the <laughs> rambling in the background. Uh, of we have the super excited Sandy and uh, who knows what Ryan. Um, I hear the same franchise over and over again. I'm like once again, I'm not. I haven't owned a Nintendo console since the Nintendo 64. 
Um, not even the portable consoles. I never had a DS or whatnot. So like Mario, Monster Hunter, Star Fox. Like, what else can they make out of it except they just become a toy company from the outside? I just I I don't see the incentive for me to go and check out Nintendo right now because those franchises are have a strong selling power. They have a strong identity. They will get the crowd go in and go buy them and get excited about it but me what is gonna make me go to nintendo right now and be like yes that's how nintendo works it's you you either buy into the franchise and you love all these characters because you can't get mario on a well you can i guess on a pc or a mac you you could totally do it but the, you you can't legally legally you shouldn't be doing it, but it's possible. I've no, and this it. show no, I'm taking a stance. <laughs> this show does not support that. Does not support piracy. Maybe we could borrow it. We're not stealing. I'll ask for permission later. Remember, taking something that isn't yours just isn't right. Yeah, I know. And knowing is half the battle. GI Joe. Don't steal games, everybody. Pay for them with your money. Well, yeah. There are tons of people working on these games. You should be paying for these games. And these are people's lives that we're talking about. So that's why we we don't want to advocate piracy. It's not something that you should be doing. But all the new games, you have to be in love with these franchises. Otherwise, honestly, I can't convince someone who's never picked up a Mario game to play a Mario game. Unless you know it, you play it, you love it, you're not going to buy into Nintendo. Same thing with Pokemon, and unless you love Pokemon and you want to see them fight a la Tekken, you're not, you, you probably won't pick up Pokemon. And the same thing with Kirby. Kirby on the 3DS, if you're not in love with Kirby, you probably won't pick up this, this game. It's a, it's a very mm-hmm. niche market, and I think that's what Nintendo's hoping for, yes. that that niche market keeps mm-hmm. shelling out money. And... I will keep by spending money on it, but my counterpart uh, probably doesn't want to. R2-D2. What are you the most excited about? <laughs> what are you? The, what are you the most excited about? Because I, um, I have I have Ryan on leave right now, so I I need some positivity. Oh, personally, right there. what I'm super excited for is Pokemon Tournament and the new Kirby uh, game. I oh. <laughs> so Pokemon Tournament is the new is the last gen is the last gen Pokemon. Pokemon like Pokemon no. is the last no, Pokemon. No, don't it's mean, a uh, Pokemon tournament is it's pretty much <laughs> it's a fighting game. You you have uh, uh, you're one Pokemon, someone's playing another Pokemon, and then you fight each uh, other. It's like like Smash Brothers. Oh, but with Pokemon uh, only. Uh, I'll attack it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I I, I think I think. I don't have no, I don't think you can. Cable, I think you have to uh, let it go. Just let it go. In the state. I mean, I'm I'm sorry, Sunny. You just gotta uh, let it go. Um, it's bubbling up to, from inside me. <laughs> okay, what do you have to say? Breathe, breathe. I want to just say that <laughs> I'm excited. We have now. a clean what about you, rating really on excited. iTunes, and I am not going to tarnish that by using filthy, naughty language. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to insert your f- favorite classic video game sounds. Over all the bad words that I'm gonna say, I feel like you should you should do this harder. Instead of saying a bad word, use something else. So say Jigglypuff every time you want to curse. Okay, I actually like. That. <laughs> I'm gonna use Jigglypuff's name every time I want to curse. Okay, 
I have been playing Nintendo games. I love Nintendo. I love them. And I have to start admitting to myself that I am in a jiggly, puffing, abusive relationship. (laughs) (laughs) It works. Sandy, this is brilliant. (laughs) Because let me tell you something. Every jiggly time that Nintendo wants to release a jiggly, puffing game... They release these games that are amazing. They are jiggly amazing. They are puffing awesome. And all their games are so good. And they just keep, I don't, I don't understand how they're running their business. They, they're like, hey, do you want another 2D Mario game? And I say, (laughs) no, I don't want another 2D Mario game. Mario 64 was so good. But you won't make another Mario 64. You won't make a jiggly 64-bit Mario game. And, oh, you just, oh, the Wii and and the, okay, we all got a Wii. Everyone in the world got a Wii, according to sales figures, and was like, hey, look at this. I can play bowling and nothing else on that Jiggly console. <laughs> <laughs> and, and no one bought any other games, and the attach rate was terrible. Nintendo has not invested anything. I, I feel like they've invested very little in their hardware in actually making the type of console that they made when I grew up. Like, the, the very thing that made Nintendo Nintendo, which was these core gaming platforms, which were about playing games, and they could play first- and third-party games, and they... They were industry standardizers. And now Nintendo has the Wii U, which I own, which I want to sell now because I'm so upset that my favorite franchises, I look at them and they look, the, the art direction is is great, but the graphics are terrible. This console, like for as well art directed as those things are, you can't give me repeating textures on like mountaintops anymore when a game like star wars battlefront exists and that's what everybody plays like you can't do this anymore nintendo and when you say hey we want to make another metroid game but except it's on your 3ds which has a resolution of i don't know what and all it can do is big thick polygons and it's like a first-person shooter, but here, use this touchscreen. Oh, and your Wii U. It, it's the new Star Fox, but uh, you kind of fly with the joypad, but you, you sort of move, move it around and, and shoot. With the jiggly, puffin' gamepad. <laughs> By aiming it physically. I don't want to do this anymore, Nintendo. I want press A and make something happen. I own 40, 50 of these jiggly puffin' amiibos. Up to and including jiggly puff himself or herself. <laughs> and I can't continue to just throw money at this company who it's just so clear at this point and where they're at that they either do not care about my business and business of people like me or they're lost in space and they don't know what to do because sandy you are so right there is nothing that we can say to get yannick to play the new mario and Yannick's not gonna know that that new Mario game, whatever it is, let's say let's call it 3D Land. 3D Land was just another. It was another one of the great Mario games. They know how to make a Mario game so good. Mario Maker is awesome, as, as, aside from all of its services problems. But like Splatoon's a first-person shooter. I want to play a bunch of it. It's not. It's a third-person shooter, whatever. I want to play a bunch of it, but its online really stinks. And Super Smash Brothers doesn't even have servers. You connect directly to your client and. If the other person has a bad internet connection, the game doesn't run. Oh, yeah, that's, and, that's terrible. Smash on the internet is a terrible, terrible thing. 
it's 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 my nightmare. It's my whole nightmare. And and get this, like they announced finally new 3DS owners, of which there are 25 of us in America. I'm one. I have one. If, if they released, okay, you have one too. Good. <laughs> they said, hey, guess what? Super Nintendo games are coming out on your new 3DS. I said, oh, fantastic. I can finally play my Mega Man and Zelda and Mario World. And they showed all the logos. I was like, oh, I'm so in Nintendo. You did it. You did it. I'm so happy. I'm but such there's a, happy a button there. Happy Jiggly Boy. There's a button. Then. They're like, by the way, if you already own these games, go jiggle yourself because <laughs> there's no popping discount. And there is not, there's not a discount if you own it already. And by the way, if you bought it on the Nintendo ID, which is the same one that I'm using on both consoles, it doesn't cross by. Even if Nintendo releases this new NX console next year and they use their partnership that they bought with this other company called DNA and their services catch up, the services on Xbox and PlayStation right now have a long way to go. So what are you going to do? Upgrade to a long way to go, Nintendo? You're in the dark ages. And I don't want to play any more of your franchise. Like, enough is enough. And I wish that I could play a Nintendo game on my Xbox or PlayStation. And that should say everything to them about the state of how they're running Nintendo. They're very much stuck in the 1980s or 1990s where you had to go over to someone's house to play a video game. And it, they haven't really grasped the idea of online play, playing with strangers and getting to know a community that way. It took them a really long time to even accept the Smash Brothers community in the fighting scene. So it reminds me of a time when I go to Disney World a lot. I love Disney. And the first time I went, a lot of the little kids had their DS Lite, their 3DSs. They, they had that. This last trip I took, they were all playing games on their mobile devices, phones, tablets, but I was the only jerk with 3DS XL playing my... Um, and, and, and what's the matter, Sandy? They didn't want to collect spot passes with you? Do that. They didn't want to they didn't want to walk around and have the 3DS track their steps inaccurately to trade Pokémon. I, I can see how it's very hard to convince, you know, Yannick or even a parent as to why they should spend what's $300, $500, $800 on a game when you've got mobile devices that are capable of better graphics and the app, the games on those devices are a lot cheaper. Some of them are even free. So it's it's very hard to say, oh, right, here, buy this $300 hardware and then buy this game for $40 to $60. But then also, by the way, buy these toys that are $10 to $15 for the games as well. And then also... By the way, we've got DLC that you might want to buy. I guess also maybe one part of your roast, and I think you just want to check your blood pressure, Ryan. I'm, I'm concerned <laughs> about you, buddy. And the way I see it and the way I see people talking about the Nintendo consoles, they was like, but it's really fun. Like, if you can, you should get one, even if you have a PS4 and, a, and, a, and, a, and an Xbox One. And I just think you and me and maybe not Sandy, but we've, we've, we are grown-ups now, you know? Uh, we'll know the next Nintendo's console is gonna be radical and unconventional. We'll reject it, but we're we're gonna at some point love it if we get our hands on it. And um, and I think they know it. They're creating a fun experience for everyone. It's it, it's it's a repeat pattern. You're like, all right, I want to play the new Mario right. game. 
I play the new Mario game. Now what? Now nothing. Now, nothing. now, now I get to hang out with my friends. Turn on your Xbox. I don't want to see their faces. <laughs> or your PC. <laughs> exactly. And I don't want to invite them over. Nintendo is not for people that want to see their friends. Yeah, that, that's the other thing too. Is <laughs> or like, it actually is. Nintendo for still that comes out with friends. these couch co-op that, That's games. a big thing though. You have co-op. to you have to make a game that can be played online and in person. Right, exactly. Like, you, for you like oh, and a second person can pick up a controller. I'm a sad, lonely, fat man living in an apartment. <laughs> I'm not going to be like, hey guys, I'm not going to say to my like colleagues, hey guys, want to come over and have a serious Smash Brothers night? It's going to be crazy. We'll drink whiskey and play Smash. Like, that's not going to happen it's for me. Sweat. And we can all be Jigglypuff. We can all get totally Jigglyfaced. <laughs> Jigglyfaced. Jigglyfaced and sweaty. I just want to close yeah. on it. And to the Amiibo thing, they announced this Kirby game. The Kirby game, of course, looks good. Nintendo's designing it. I'm sure it'll be good. Um, But then they're like, and here's these Jigglypuff Amiibos, of which I already own a Jigglypuff. Oh, not a Jigglypuff. <laughs> it's very similar to me. Here's these Kirby Amiibos, of which I already own a Kirby Amiibo, number one. Number two, they're like not just one Kirby Amiibo, four of them, three of which have already basically been released as some other pose. And that is, after tax, 15 bucks a figure. And so four of those is, quick math, 60 bucks, right? That's if you're buying them on launch and you actually get them in the store. And that's something, when the first run of Amiibos came out, they were hard to find. That's another thing. They can't keep the good ones in stock. Yeah, they were really hard to find. And you're going to end up paying $50 on eBay for King DDD, like me, some idiot. <laughs> and I paid $50 for Meta oh. <laughs> And it's just like... And, the Kirby game is $40, and, like, this is going to go into our hot topic of the week, which is the value of games, but, like, Nintendo, mm-hmm. you're going to release a $40 game, $60 in toys to go with it, on your $200 handheld, which is more than what most people are paying for their cell phones every two years now, and you're going you're gonna to take all that and say, this is, this is the value that we're providing, and we, we can't... We can't do it nearly as well as literally any other thing you would play a game on, including the failed Sony Vita, which I love to death. And we've successfully convinced Yannick not to buy a Nintendo <laughs> Wii U or a uh, 3DS. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I, am, yeah. I wanted to close the Nintendo <laughs> discussion before we get into our hot topic of the week by showing you both this. It's not good to have visual gags on podcasts, but I'm just going to lift this up and show you one of the things I plan on. Here it is. I'm going to be doing Oh this my this god, week. I cannot believe you did that. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's holding the new Zelda game that comes with Link on the Wolf amiibo. Twilight Princess HD, right? Twilight Princess HD. Should I unbox it? I'm going to unbox it with you guys. Well, while here we you go. Doing the- so, so as you went through the Jigglypop roast of nintendo you're still i know that's the thing victim of the system i am a victim unboxing as the unbox oh, look at is uh, amiibo it's so nice this is actually a super nice mm. looking one i know you guys can't tell very well uh, but that's my fault yeah, yeah so some of the amiibos have been pretty hit or miss like the marth ones the fire Emblem ones were not where their swords are made of spaghetti no me gusta. I, I, really... I didn't like them. I like the Kirby one and the Pokemon. Those are great. But do I have all of the Smash Brother Amiibos? I I've do. got like six Mario Amiibos. What are you doing, Nintendo? Mario, Mario, Pixel Mario. Oh my god, I have five. <laughs> See? 
Anyway, thank you guys for letting me vent at you. Nintendo, I still love you. I'm not going to trade in my Wii U. I'll be trying to play the new Star Fox and the new Zelda and all the stuff. I do want to play these games, but please, 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 with the NX, please make something powerful, cohesive, and something that I shouldn't be embarrassed or will collect dust. Give me something that I want plugged in all the time because it just does so many things better than anything else. And for all of those that are listening right now, um, it is clear and important, like, because we're gonna get, we're gonna get comments on this. I hope <laughs> on our Twitter and everything. You guys are against Nintendo, blah blah blah. Um, no, I'm not. I, I love them. We're gonna talking about Nintendo. We're gonna, like I said, I'm in a, an abusive Nintendo. relationship. It's, it's, we love you, but stop doing this yeah. to us. It's that one kid or that one cousin of your family that you have to deal with at Christmas. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we all have that cousin. You know. That, that. We're gonna name him Francis. <laughs> oh yeah, Francis. that's our, that's the cousin that cousin we have to deal with. Kind of want to. Uh, okay. All right, let's get on to the hot topic of the week. So the hot topic of the week um, is the value of games. I just want to talk to you guys um about well let me let me share with you this piece of news that influenced it uh ea uh, announced its earnings for its fiscal year ea um made this past year 4.319 billion dollars um which is crazy that's so much money almost half of it was digital sales so digital sales of games and then what was interesting is 1.3 billion dollars um comes from something that they're calling extra content and extra content is stuff like in the uh the ea sports games for example madden um their nfl game has something called ultimate team and i think fifa has this too um where you can basically pay to get like the players that you want make the fantasy sports team of your dreams and just the ultimate team stuff alone they made 650 million dollars from right yeah, you can pretty much so to give a little bit of more an insight on that because I play FIFA a lot and I haven't gotten a lot into FIFA Ultimate Team. But you pretty much are able to um, either play a lot of the game and buy this in-game currency, you know, gain this in-game currency that you can buy the packages will with, or you can just save time and use your wallet and your credit card mm-hmm. to uh, get access to those um, to those gold packages via in-app purchases and in-app transactions. So that's that's. Madden Ultimate Team and FIFA Ultimate Team alone is half of that $1.3 billion, which is wow. a ton I didn't, I didn't know of that. money. Okay. And they sell every year, like yeah. clockwork, FIFA, right? Every year. Every year. Um, and every. and so you presumably the rest of the $1.3 billion is things like downloadable content, season passes... Um, I think there was a chunk of it that was from EA Access, which is their subscription service that they sell. Um, and that's about 30 bucks a year, if I'm not mistaken. It might be less. Um, but that's a lot of money coming from extra stuff. And I thought um, it would be interesting to talk about the value of games because people people these days, there's a big debate as to how much a game should cost Um and what what makes a game valuable so i don't know if you guys should we all talk about kind of what is value to because this is so subjective to you when you're buying a game what are you buying i think let me start with that question to both of you 
I think that's hard. That, that's definitely question, hard to. Yeah, we're here to ask hard to questions. answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when when you pay for a, a Nintendo game, they're not long games, but you know there's a beginning and an end, and you always get the end. But then when you're positioning something like Destiny, and they go, "Hey, this is a massively multiplayer online role playing game." And you sort know of. what that game should be. Sorry. Yeah, like shooter, sort and of. And you know what the... the <laughs> it's a combination. And you know what those games should be and how long they should feel. And when you're done relative, relatively quickly, you kind of feel... You feel empty. Like, there should have been a little bit more in there. And there are other games that, that don't do that at all. The Walking Dead game. Uh, I forget the... The company that that did the Walking uh, Dead game, Telltale. Telltale, yeah, story games like that. I'm totally fine with paying DLC for a continuing story, but I I am getting there is satisfaction in that initial game. Here's the game that I'm playing. Here's the end, and here's the next section. And it, and it's not a sixty dollar game, whereas you're selling me these games, you want me to be in the beta, you want me to find bugs and crash and destroy things for you, and then... And then you're going to reset you my wanna... character so I don't get any progress. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and then the you're going to do, do this to me also. Disney also did something with Disney Infinity that Disney Infinity is a toys-to-life game. It, you buy little characters for it, just like the Amiibo. It's got three different versions of the game. But I'm okay with spending the money on the game because the replay value is in there. The toys from one, I can use on two, and I can use for three. So I don't have to worry, what am I doing with my collection? I can use my collection for all these games. The DLC is affordable, and it's something separate from the actual story in the game. So we've got Toy Box Raceway. We've got... Another DLC that's coming where you play with Marvel heroes versus other Marvel heroes, and it's it's a fighting game. But that's also $10, $20. And I can spend the money in there because the original game was satisfying. When I'm left okay. kind of, mm, that's, that's when I'm like, you're, you're asking for too much. So just to translate what I'm hearing from you is that you're paying for an experience, your experience has these expectations that come with it from the genre that uh, that these games are typically associated with or your past experience with either the brand or something like that. You have an expectation going in. You're paying for that experience of that expectation. And then if a game to you falls short, that's when you start questioning if it's worth the money. Correct. That's that's right on the money. Yannick, what are, you, what are you paying for? I am, so, and we um, mentioned that when we introduced ourselves last week. Um, it is something that I'm very much uh, torn apart. I'm I'm worried where our, you know, the gaming, gaming industry is going, especially when you see those Electronic Arts uh, earnings uh, report that are apparently really going to make them push for more digital transaction. I don't see how they wouldn't. Um, right, but I'm gonna pretty much defend that model because uh, I remember uh, when in this week we said we would talk about uh, the cost of games in general, and I remember being very crazy, uh, not crazy, being very scared when I was uh, still a young player, probably ten years ago, and the, the Xbox 360 came out, 
and I saw the games, the price of the games increase from 60 was in in Europe, so from 60 euros to 70 euros. That's a lot of money. And sometimes some AAA games would come out at 75. Like the Red Dead Redemption was like some some kind of like a 75, I think. I I don't remember what game, but... And I, I started being really worried. I was like, this is going up real quick. Like, where are we going? And it was not possible. To, it was only a physical copy. It was not possible to download it digitally. So there was the cost of distribution, I guess, in that that was increasing or some sort. I wasn't trying to find the source of that problem. I was trying to find a way for me to justify 70 euros to my mother when I didn't have the money to pay my, to buy my game. Um, I guess there was there were reasons for that, and then I stopped playing a little bit. I stopped. I I went away from the from the console gaming and uh, was traveling and all that. And I came back and I see and I kind of like see this model coming up. And I can't stop me being a tech person and working in a software company where pretty much even if I work, you know, if I build my own business, six months in after developing and like starting my service and buying the service and everything i can start potentially seeing money coming in six months or a year um whereas for a game like we mentioned destiny we mentioned many games it needs three plus or five years of development without seeing any revenue coming in and there are developers you need to pay and they are most of them underpaid there's yeah, a and lot these, of and these games cost hundreds of millions of dollars to and yeah and uh and it it's sad for me to say that like this is how I justify the game, but I can't stop thinking about that. I can't stop thinking about how much it takes, and I can't stop thinking about looking at what I bought and uh, the the amount of time that I put into a game. When I look at when I do the ratio, it's still the cheapest the cheapest um, entertainment that I provide to myself um, compared to buying renting a movie to watch it on iTunes, compared to going to the movies, compared to even having drinks like this is the most this is the this is the cheapest the, 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 the most yeah. af- this is the cheapest the most affordable and and, and the one that is going to give me the most um you know um fulfillment and it, because I love games and and if I'm not ready to buy if I'm ready to buy the initial game and I'm done with this um I'm not I'm never pushed to buy the DLC or buy the other microtransactions now for me, the boundary is if a game, no matter what it is, if a game gives an advantage to people that pay, that buy microtransactions, if that gives them an advantage compared to me mm-hmm. who wants to do it the fair, I would say the fair way. There's no fair way, but the free way, buying nothing and just progressing in the games and investing hours in it. If I'm investing hours and people are investing money and that puts them ahead of me, quote unquote. Um, in the progression of an RPG or in building my FIFA Ultimate Team, um, I am I'm gonna be yeah I'm I'm that's this is why I'm not getting in, into Ultimate Team because there is the money is too much the real world money is too much invested has too much impact on the progress of your experience in a game. And this is where I I draw the line um, strongly and strongly disagree with all those microtransactions is when it starts being uh, beyond cosmetics in a game, like you said, costumes and heroes, uh, when it begins to become um, more than just skin. Definitely. When you're paying to win, 
then you have a serious issue with your your gameplay. You shouldn't mm-hmm. yeah. have to dish out real world dollars to advance in a game. There's something that feels inherently immoral about it. Yeah. Right? yeah. You're cheating the wrong way. You're cheating the wrong way, TM. (laughs) Uh, We may have just gotten our next episode title. (laughs) So, yeah, I think I agree with you guys both. Um, I think a game has to... It has to meet the expectations set up for it, right? Like, so if there's a marketing department behind it saying, it's going to be this, it's going to be this, it's going to be this, it has to, you know, deliver on a good chunk of that for me. Um, but I'm, I am paying for like, uh, like you both kind of said, I'm paying for an experience and I don't mind paying for, um, the, the fact that the game costs a lot. Now, like I'll say this, I just want to give you guys some numbers here because I think they're all interesting and maybe there's stuff to talk about here. (laughs) Um, okay. So the, the, the famous claim with destiny is that this game costs $500 million to make. That's a huge and exorbitant amount of money for a game. Um, and, and for, and we're going to see game budgets go hit that number and go higher as the future continues and graphics get, you know, harder to, or not harder to do, but graphics become more and more lifelike or detailed. Um, and you're hiring real actors to do, um, you know, motion capture and the, but in the marketing just gets crazier and crazier as they sell more, but like $500 million quick math. If you divide that by $60 copies of, you know, a brand new video game, they have to sell eight and a half million ish to make their money back. And that's if they were seeing every dollar, right? That's if you're selling it at full price. That's if you're selling at full price and you're seeing every dollar. So truthfully, like people, I think people don't realize that when a game, they buy it through Steam, Valve takes 30%. Right off the top. So they take 30% of the money. And and if you buy something on the Xbox Live digital place, that's a percentage of the money. Another 20 or 30% goes to Microsoft just for having the game. And PlayStation gets 20 or 30. And, you know, there's all this. And retailers take their cut of putting it on the shelves and inventory. And everybody's got somebody to pay, right? If you can buy it directly from EA, EA essentially makes 30% more money. I mean, that's an insane number. So the other number I wanted to throw at you guys was in 1992, there was a video game, maybe you've heard of it, called Sonic the Hedgehog. I was it too young. so familiar. <laughs> the too golden young. ring. You're the too young. I'm not part of this. Super <laughs> too young. I don't know. How old are you guys? I'm, 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 Chili cheese dog. Chili. I, I know Sonic. No, I played this game. <laughs> um, how much do you think that game cost when it came out in 1992? This is like the price is right. Different market. Yeah. It was also a different Closest market, going different ever. value of currency. I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to say uh, that was probably something like No, I feel like games were more expensive back then. No, no. No? I'm going to say maybe $100, 80, hmm. 80 100 a little high. Well, I'll tell you what it was. It was $50. Okay. And so I, I took I was wrong. <laughs> you were, I was wrong too. You were way low and you were way high. I'm thinking cost of inflation and I'm also thinking the hardware was more expensive back then. Yeah. So mm-hmm. to put that in perspective, so there I put something... it in a cost of inflation calculator and Sonic the Hedgehog today, brand new game. We know Sonic probably took like three hours to beat top to bottom, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. $84.35. 
that would be if a brand new game came out and said, we're charging $85 for this game. And everybody was like, but 60 is too expensive, you know, right? Like Sonic is not long, but I would happily pay $50 for Sonic if I was a kid back then, you know? Um, not that I would pay. I'd make mom pay, right? <laughs> right. Mom, please. So I want to Just go this through once. this. The gaming world is a, is, a, is, a, is a bigger world today than in 1992. More people play games. It's more accessible. Um, you know, they, they market that better. It's part of everybody's, like, living room. Not everybody, but, like, a lot of living room have at least one console in there. Right. Not, um, I don't think it's really that. I think it's more video games themselves are far more accessible and it's not because of the console or the PC it's because of the the mobile world that we live in mm-hmm. my grandma can play on her phone yeah. angry birds and she'll be totally okay and it mm-hmm. it makes sense it's really easy easy to grasp and then that's the other thing is what's the difference is uh, a game that's free to play not worth paying for or not worth the money if it's on another system, if it's on another console, a Fruit Ninja went from mobile devices to the Xbox and to arcades. I even. don't remember how much that cost, but it'll cost you fifty cents yeah. to play it. And know. and that that's one of those things also where, so it, it's it's one of those things that it's so accessible because all of the devices can do it. Everything that you touch in your life right now can essentially play a video game. So that's why you think that... Which is really dope. Because video games, if they were supposed to be $85, that means... And that was from $50. So it would probably be more like 100 bucks if they were still charging for inflation from a $60 price point. I, th- I think it's a good topic, and I think what you said, Yannick, is right. Like, a drink in New York is, we'll call it 10 bucks, right? If you're out with somebody else, you're both buying drinks. Yeah, Maybe you're you buying drinks. <laughs> He's like, it's probably more. Yeah. You're going to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Here, call a cocktail, Coke, you know, $10. a mojito. Um, a mojito. <laughs> a mojito at your average cocktail lounge. Maybe 12 bucks or 15 bucks. All you need the to Greyhound do is buy cocktail like three or four. is the same price that the dog. Right. And all that is is liquid you put in your body. Oh, fun. Or going to see a movie is, you know, 15 bucks, or, and that's not including popcorn or snacks, which might bring you to 30 bucks to see a movie. Versus 3D and IMAX, because that also Yeah, 3D and IMAX, price. more prices for movies, right? So, like, is your video game, if you're paying 20 bucks, let's say, to see a movie, is your video game make you as happy as about three movies? And I guess that's how I judge my value. Is like, did this game bring me, like, it cost me X amount of time to make this money did i feel like this video game offset you know how much time it takes to make this you know so, something like that not if it took up the same amount of time but if like it yeah, was worth my definitely. time when a video game starts to not respect my time or a video game says okay just start doing this over and over and over again it has to be really special and very good at what it does in order for me to not feel cheated uh, by that All right, guys, uh, let's finish up the show. We have a uh, a little bit of a Pixel Squad, because we're the Pixel Squad. Are we? <laughs> Aren't we? <laughs> yes. We, we are. are. We totally Pixel are. Pixel Squad. We're, we're doing... Pixel Force. Pixel Force. Oh, I like yeah. Pixel Force. We're Pixel Force. We're Pixel Force. Um, mm-hmm. Pixel Force. This is, this is our road to WCS, <laughs> our road to BlizzCon. We're going to all become 
professional esports players. That's right. We're going to be That's the, where the money is. professional esports players. <laughs> um, essentially, the Pixel Force is when we all, um, that we've just named right now, is when we all uh, get together outside of the show and uh, play a multiplayer game as a team. We actually have to use teamwork. And what game were we playing this week, guys? We're playing Heroes of the Storm yeah. because we love Blizzard. <laughs> I wanted to be Diablo, but it was costing money for me to be Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, I was this random goblin that had a robot on top of him. Yeah, for people for people that don't know, Heroes of the Storm is a multiplayer online battle arena game, aka MOBA. Mm-hmm. Free to play. And free to play. So if you want what to they play, do, free to play. Mm-hmm. Anyone can. Anyone can play. Very it. expensive to own everything. But, <laughs> <laughs> it is very expensive to own, especially if you want a very specific hero. What they do is a rotation of heroes, ten heroes that are free to play, uh, every week or every month, and then they rotate and they change those heroes. But if you want to keep playing that same hero. You gotta spend some mm-hmm. money, or you gotta spend your in-game currency, which you earn at a snail's pace. <laughs> and uh, yeah, for me, who never played a um, a MOBA before ever, I've watched, I've seen it. You know, the competitive scene is is big enough for me to, you know, I'm not able, I'm, I'm not, it's not possible for me to avoid that genre as of today. League of Legends, Dota 2 are other game, one of the most um, those other popular MOBA games out there. And so pretty much you start being a team of five, five different players playing online. Each of them select their hero and they play uh, another team of five. Uh, So kind of like your basketball game going on. And you get dropped onto this arena where you have your base and your core to defend and you have the other team base and core to attack and destroy. And that's what wins you the game. And uh, each map has its own features. Um, we played on that map, which probably was my favorite, where you had to collect coins because it's not only you players, it's also like NPC, so non-playable, not non-playing, yeah, non-playing characters that are on the map. So Arr, you have your my coins that are controlled Arr, by Arr. the AI. Yeah, that's that's my favorite. That Actually, that's too, my yeah. favorite map. <laughs> it makes the most sense yeah. to me. <laughs> and so this map is pretty much the feature of the map is for you to give enough coins. As you farm, as you kill bots and monsters on the map, you loot, you collect coins, and when you have enough coins to give to the pirate, then the pirate ship will shoot at enemies for you. It will that ship will come and become your ally for an amount. I think it was thirty seconds, forty forty five uh, seconds. Yeah, I mean some something. amount of time. Yeah, it sounds about right. It's like interesting. It's it's a game of sort of real time chess. But also with yeah. the kind of controls that you remember from a StarCraft or back in the day or, or you know, mm-hmm. an, a real-time strategy game, as they're called, where you're kind of taking a unit, you're clicking, moving around, casting spells, um, and you have to defeat enemies. But there's also kind of always little bad guys coming that are referred to as creep. I think they're minions in oh, this game. Minions. I think creep is what, what you call them in, in Dota. I think League also calls them creep. It gets it gets confusing. Yeah, it does get confusing over, yeah. over a while. It's but. all kind of vanilla washy. And I think, guys, it was safe to say we are, we were not great <laughs> this game. 
We weren't bad. I mean, well, we can't tell actually. <laughs> we only play AIs to be completely honest we with did, the we audience. Did. We only play the right, AI. but it was like easy um, AI. Some... We were finally able to beat, and then things started falling apart once we started turning up the difficulty on this. <laughs> but we were also playing with your brother, and your brother has a very good grasp of the game. Yes, My but at the same time, he's not. He he's, was the commander. He's pinging the map, and I'm like, who's pinging the map? I'm like, what, what's going on? And you kind of have to keep talking with one another, keep talking yeah, to each can, other so to make to sure that, that you're doing is, that. You can like mark different points on the map, and just it just kind of is a sound effect and a little light. So it's kind of, it's hard to, in the moment, I don't know about you guys, but it's hard to tell who's pinging, why they're pinging, what the thing they pinged was. Which is why you have to communicate with each other. You have to say, hey, I'm pinging this map. I need you here. If you're not doing that then you don't know what's going on so when we were playing at shogal and shogal is a character where super unique I you're love this. two players yeah. and one player controls the movement and the other player controls the spell casting and you and i were playing at it's shogal. so cool it's so unique and to this game too I, it, it's a lot of fun but your brother was painting the map and you're like let's go this way let's go i'm like what I, but someone's pinging the map here, and this is going on here. I, I don't know which way to go. <laughs> and that's where it got really confusing, and then we died. And then and I was, was like, like oh, well, my body is not going Jiggly where pops. I'm saying to go. <laughs> no, you didn't. I feel like we <laughs> let Yannick down, too, because Yannick, you, you walked away I from was, I was bad. yelling at myself. I was yelling at myself. I was well. Also, like, to be honest, I was playing on that Mac and I forgot to buy a mouse. I don't have a mouse at home, so I was playing with <laughs> the touchpad. And at the end, my wrist, my whole hand mouse. was trying to be swollen because I was, you know, using the command button hotkey to perform the right click, and it was definitely not comfortable. So. At least people out there, if you're trying a mobile, please have a mouse. <laughs> I tried for you with the trackpad. It doesn't work. <laughs> it just doesn't. And for the next one, because I want to try it again. And um, I really, I still have, you know, after it, I still have a good feeling about it. Because it's the first time in a, you know, multiplayer game that I really know that I cannot, I cannot succeed alone. And yeah. I guess this is the biggest, the, the big, the big aspect of those MOBA game is that you cannot do it alone and that in a way is a is the, is the is the a good part and a negative i would say a negative thing about it is that it's really hard for you to jump in a game and join a party online and play with other players without having a minimum of knowledge of what's going on because the team will feel the impact of you just starting the game they will feel it right away and that's why we also dived into playing bots and playing artificial intelligence and not playing with and against actual players because it would have been a disaster really um, but i like this when victory came i like this idea of failing together of like when so when we invading the other you know enemy base mm-hmm. of invading together getting those skills you know destroying the enemy base destroying the other heroes and the other npcs um really nicely and in a in a nice flow as a team for what it was worth because let's let's be real at at some point we were not that mlg team at all even though i was i kept on we actually I kept, captured I kept some audio, the spirit so you're going to hear after our major, discussion. Uh, major League Gaming. Yeah, you'll hear you say MLG and us laugh at it. 
uh, and during our highlights. We, we saved the whole audio, so we're going to play for you guys the highlights after this. Yeah. Uh, if you want to write into the show and uh, give us a suggestion as to what game we could be playing next, uh, our website is up and it's live. It's pixelsweekly.com. Go to pixelsweekly.com slash contact, or you can get to it right from the menu um, and write in and say, oh, you guys should all try this together. I'd love to hear that. Um, and if maybe we start doing this more and more, um, we can set up live streams so you guys can watch us and, and make fun of how bad we are uh, as we do it. I think the next game we'll probably try a Dota or League of Legends or one of those just to so we can compare them and talk about them. Um, as always, guys, rate and review the show. That's the best thing you can do for us on iTunes. That link is also on the site. Or you can search for Pixels Weekly on iTunes, and I think we're number one. Yay! Um, when you search the exact name <laughs> of our podcast. Well, hey, we're on iTunes. I'm excited about that. Gotta we're on iTunes, there. and we're on Stitcher, too. Um, we got we got set up. Oh, fast. yeah, it's on? Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Yay. We're on Stitcher. Are we, and is, are any of us? We're, we're all, all over, over the internet. Find us. I'm at Ryan Quinto. Um, you can find me everywhere. Same thing. C-G-B-S rule. R-U-L-E. On everything. And I'm on Twitter at Yan underscore Guillermo. G-U. I will spell it one more time, but I will have to stop. <laughs> or you'll get good at spelling it. It's on our website anyway, but it's, yeah, at Yan underscore G-U-I double L-E-M-O-T. Um, yeah. That's pretty much where you can find it. We think about me. Great. And, um, of course, you can get every episode for free at pixelsweekly.com. Um, and hopefully, you know, as we become a more and more mature podcast, we'll post other stuff there than just the episodes. But you can get the episodes and get the link to iTunes and, and right into the show and all that good stuff. Um, so let's uh, let's play the audio. We'll just sign out and play the audio. That'll be how we end the show. Um, until next time. Aloha. Awa. And we'll see you next week. Gotta get my authenticator out. Oh, guys, I had a great brunch, but last night I had too many carrots and red beets hummus, and it, my stomach is is complaining about it. Oh, I thought you were gonna describe the color of your poo for a second. I'm I'm glad I took a dog to the restaurant because I don't know if my restroom would have my bathroom would have survived. Let's go, League of Legends esports. Are you just I'm saying out. words? <laughs> MLG. MLG? No. 1080p? I think you can right-click and it'll go away. He doesn't yeah. have right-click. No, I do have right-click. Ooh. Ooh. This is, just this not on the right, but it's a click. It's not right, but it's a click. It's not right, but it's a click. Hey, I'm what's the boss like after 8, What's the boss after Diablo? Malfeel. How do you call it? Malfeel. Mouthfeel. It's like mouthfeel. I like mouthfeel. It's the guy with like that looks like a spider. Because in French, it's a different yeah. name. It's mouthfeel. I thought it was left click to move. Don't you moba, bro? The Is it usually right click? Don't you moba? No, he don't moba. <laughs> I don't know so what got, you guys are I saying. I got increased range on my on my thing. He, he doesn't moba. He they don't know top lane. They don't know mid lane. They don't know bottom oh, lane. No. They don't. I don't know jungle. Tyler doesn't know what that means either. I'm on my way. Sandy, how pro are you? Not very. Now you can press Z to mount, Yannick.
I'm rooted. Oh. oh no. The robots are so good. This is why they're gonna take over one day. <laughs> the robots are so good. <laughs> oh my right. god. This is why we don't do V4. Did we 3v4? No, we just 2v4 them. No! Oh, guys! This is a pretty awful defeat we're experiencing right now. We're just, I'm just feeding the AI, and this is refreshing. Alright. <laughs> I was looking at my keys, and I got wrecked just doing that. Okay. Let's go down a level. <laughs> what level did you put? The, where's their options? There's no options. <laughs> You're just gonna get pooped on every time. Oh, okay, here we go. Let's go down to recruit. Yeah. Oh, no. It, look, it's beginner, recruit, adept, oh, okay. veteran, I, th elite. I thought recruit was the easiest. That's fine. <laughs> You're like, nah. I can, go, I can go for beginner. Are you recording right now? Yeah. I need some confidence. I'd like to I stay need... for the record. I'm not that bad. <laughs> I'm not bad enough to lose against adept bots. <laughs> Apparently you are. I see your level. This is it, We had it. Oh, my God. No. no. I'm there no. already. See now oh. I'm hiding. But you can't. But you can't kill your own minions like a Dota. And then my. Okay. They might come after you, Yannick, but they don't know that I'm in here, so I can. Look, come hit up me. I we just got Diablo there. No, no, no. Get Sergeant Hammer's right here too. Do you, can you tell that I'm on a trackpad? You can't, right? No. <laughs> it doesn't have a trackpad icon above your head if that's what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> can't tell. because well, I'm, uh, I'm MLG, dude. <laughs> Because he's MLG. That's, that's what he said. Dude, I haven't died like I died once. <laughs> it couldn't be this easier difficulty. <laughs> We're all playing on it. You know what? I knew something was up. <laughs> oh! This is so Victory. satisfying! <laughs> Let's go! MLG. Victor. On the way to esports. Not even Fucking close. Shanghai major hype. <laughs> what? It's, hype he's, three. he's combining everything. Like yeah. Shanghai majors. Everything. So that's only Level Dota. up. Hero skin variation. <laughs> I'm so happy. Yeah, like he's been crisping up down there. Look at how ripped up Diablo is, though. Look at the sick gains he's been getting at the gym. I thought the last circle of hell was frozen. Well, yeah, Jeez. he got burned, but then, like, he was burning for a little bit, and then he went into the last circle. Jaina. I'm gonna use Jaina. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, I know the mechanics. Oh, wait, did Yannick leave? Yeah. Oh, rest in peace. He had to pee. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, we got the good map. It's okay. It's okay. Uh... Stay on the base, and then when he comes back, he'll yell at us. Starting the game. Oh no! Why did he ready? Oh, you were like, Yannick is not here. We can play anyway. <laughs> I just, oh, it doesn't matter if he's AFK or not. It's the same. He has a trackpad anyway. 